Hello, I'm Darren Heath, and I'd like to introduce Caroline Stockman, Chief Executive of the Association of Corporate Treasurers. Today is part of our Strategic Insights series of short podcasts. The topic is listening. Thanks as ever, Darren. I touched on listening in the last podcast. It's a very familiar issue that so often we're thinking of the next thing to say ourselves or the next thing we need to do that we don't actually listen to what's being said or happening around us. That's, of course, when we're not spending our time reflecting on what's past, which we can't do anything about anyway. So it's already rather futile. So my recommendations as to how to be a better listener. Again, starting small and building up. One suggestion is to choose specific meetings ahead of time where you'll ensure that you're the last person to give comment on any particular point, listening proactively to everyone else first. Observe what happens. If you normally talk a lot or early on in the discussion, then observe the impact of your changed behaviour on others over time. I've even had people ask me if there's something wrong. If, on the other hand, you normally wait and speak last, check your reasons for doing that. This last point is not about improving your listening skills per se, but may suggest to you that you need to vary your style a little, otherwise you may not ever be listened to. And remember, if you're going to change your behaviour, it might worry people. They might think you're unhappy, for instance, if you suddenly stop speaking up in meetings. In which case you need to use body language to show you're as engaged as ever and there's nothing to worry about. As discussed last time, ensure you're really in the present as much as possible, and that will automatically mean you're focused and listening well. Then practice showing that you're listening by repeating what others have just said or specifically referencing something someone mentioned, acknowledging them by name. We all want to be heard, after all. This may seem a little false at first, but remember, the more you practice, the more it'll become a natural part of your behaviour, which is a good thing. Doing something new for the first time often seems uncomfortable, but that changes over time and we mustn't let it prevent us from being the person we could be or would like to be. I've often worked in large international companies and some of the virtual meetings I held, for instance by phone call, were difficult. People tended to speak too loudly and also to interrupt each other. It seems like people have a fear of not getting the chance to get their point across if they don't get in early. Then you get those who speak so quietly no one can hear, or indeed don't contribute as they're clearly busy doing something else on the end of the line. I remember when I was at the British Council thinking about this and how we could have better calls going forwards. I would try to encourage a listening culture and would coach my team on the one hand, as well as ensuring that I myself gave room for others to talk first. I'd also talk about it explicitly. And I'd invite people to talk, ensuring no one was excluded. By doing this consistently, over time people found that they did get a chance to speak if I were chairing, and they relaxed and stopped speaking over each other. Baseball as a technique is something I learned from one of my coaches, Janet Jones, and it's something I could dedicate a whole podcast to. In summary, though, it's based all around listening and then feeding back what you've heard, rather literally, and can be used effectively where there's a very difficult conversation to be had and perhaps a rift between two individuals. For me, it highlights how poor behaviours often exist because people don't feel listened to. The number of occasions I can recall of people being aggressive, surly or overly emotional because they didn't feel heard is significant. And in such situations, do we immediately conclude the person doesn't feel listened to, so we invite them to speak while we listen? Not in my experience. 
What usually happens is the individual concerned is seen as someone exhibiting poor and unprofessional behaviour. They get labelled as difficult, emotional or not a team player. I've mentioned listening skills in relation to other areas such as negotiation, stepping up to board level for women, etc. They're also important in one's social life, of course, and that's somewhere we can practice them effectively too. Over time, I've noted that if one listens as a habit, one soon starts to see who are the individuals who are only interested in the sound of their own voice. If I'm joining in the not-listening fest, then it's hard to know if others are finding it difficult to be heard or whether they themselves are die-hard talkers versus listeners. Leonardo da Vinci famously said, nothing strengthens authority so much as silence. This is the other side to listening as... Funnily enough, we tend not to be able to speak and listen at the same time. It's worth thinking about how you can use silence to strengthen your own position in terms of authority and to allow pauses before jumping in with the next thought. Also asking a question to elicit a little more information before coming in with your own reflections ensures that you, one, get the full picture and two, that the other party really does feel listened to and not that you were just waiting to put in your two-penneth, as the expression goes. I know certainly from my past that I would join a conversation without pause if I were really enthusiastic about the topic, without realising how this could come across negatively to others, as they might think I hadn't really been listening to them, because I came in so quickly with my own remarks. If I thought I'd got the point already, I'd dive right in, rather than perhaps exercising a little reserve and asking some questions first, or even thanking the person for their initial views. This issue often arises with people whose minds are working very quickly and their intentions are most often good, but they diminish themselves and the person they could be through this behaviour. Again, any change in approach can only come with practice in order to feel natural, but it definitely can be done once the problem is recognised. I certainly have improved, but will catch myself at it on occasion, especially at those times when I'm tired and fall into bad habits. So it's all about practice, practice and practice, working at it and getting a little bit better every day. Sometimes time pressure, when we're working at the speed of knots and have so much to get through in our meetings and daily work schedules, works against us too. I know that in my own case, I could do with asking others what they think more often and allowing their thoughts to be fully digested and explored. But, I sometimes tell myself, it's quicker if we could just get on with things now. I have to be careful that I don't lose people and ideas by succumbing to this perceived pressure of time and personal drive for action and results. So I have to give myself a talking to every so often and focus on the longer and better game, at the centre of which is effective listening. Thanks, Caroline. It's so true that the pressures we face can make us act in ways that are counterproductive. The next session on how we can be more objective may shed some light on acknowledging the problem as a start. So we hope you can join us again next week. In the meantime, that's it from me and from Caroline. Goodbye and thank you for listening.